kind of want to jump in and share a little bit about what what's hitting you guys this week. We just heard a, a message that is sometimes a hard uh, a message to hear. Basically, the idea that the way to Jesus is a narrow door, and there are many people who think that they're in and they're not, and they're not in. There are many people who who would say, yes, I'm a Christian, yes, I'm saved, and in the end, God says, I don't know who you are or where you came from. And so that's that's kind of a tough message. I'm wondering where, the, where that's hitting, uh, hitting you guys uh, as we look to kind of apply what's going on. Uh, so I don't have uh, any other better place, or any better place to start, so I'll just start with, so sitting, sitting listening to that message, um, the, the thing that kind of hit me uh, was, uh, there, there's this, there's this idea or this methodology of of speaking to people on the streets about uh, about our faith called apologetics, right? Uh, and and it's it's the way we present our case for the gospel uh, in a way. Um, and so, I couldn't help but think about that during the message this week. Uh, and and Matt. that the message was like a message of apologetics, like arguing for the faith, like making a case for Christianity. Yeah, and 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 specifically the point uh, where Matt was talking about um, this this idea that uh, it's it's this narrow door, this narrow way of thinking. Uh, our culture would like to say that we are or they are uh, not narrow-minded; they are open-minded, uh, and and then we would perhaps make the case that no, you you in fact are also narrow-minded. Like this is this is actually a natural perhaps a natural way of, of your thinking. Uh, and he made the, 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 the example uh, or examples of, you know, listening to an engineer uh, who, who uh, told you a specific way to build a house or, uh, you know, that being a narrow way of thinking or, or perhaps not putting diesel in a gasoline engine, that being a narrow way of thinking. Uh, and and my, my thoughts just, uh, again, went to... Uh, apologetics and thinking like I kind of uh, feel like that's a weak argument uh, like if if anything that's more like just common sense and so uh, my next thought being I don't want however to sit there and have an argument with someone about Jesus uh, I don't want to uh, I don't want to convince someone of Jesus. I, I don't. So you're saying. So you're saying in the sermon, Pastor Matt is giving examples of of ways that the 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 world is narrow minded because they know that there's one answer. There's one answer to the problem. There's, you know, an engineer has built a house or has given plans for a house. And that's the way to build the house. Like, you can't decide to do it a different way. It won't be structurally strong. You can't decide to put diesel into a gasoline car. And and not so much that you're saying that those, you know, logically are are kind of uh, uh, weak arguments, but just you don't want to even be involved in the in the process of arguing some with somebody. Uh, that's kind of what you're saying. I don't love. Yeah, I don't love the idea. I guess. I guess. I suppose it's because it feels like. Uh, they they now have a relationship with Jesus because I want, and I don't I don't know that that even uh, is possible, right? I, I don't I actually don't believe biblically that that's possible. I also hate the idea of like, yeah, I want. 
one. I won the argument. Now you have to believe in Jesus. Yeah, right. Yay me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that that doesn't sound like an authentic relationship for for that person to have because I won. But uh, wouldn't you say though that maybe that's personal to you? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I you know like I think that's your your um like your style of conversation. Your your like you as a relational person, you don't necessarily want to win an argument, and that's not going to win you over. But I think some of the discussions we've had, or some of the thoughts, is that there are actually people like that maybe out there that that do need to think in a logical order and, and do need to p- uh, be appealed to in more of a, a scientific manner. Um, and it's not necessarily that you're arguing with them, but that you're making a logical case for Christ, which I think does exist in the scriptures, right? Like like our faith isn't just a blind faith. Uh, you know, some people would think that we just, we are just hoping that, that Jesus is true, but the evidence for him is out there. That's not, that's not what our faith is. I think the evidence for Christ is out there. I think the Bible does logically lay out um, a case for Christ. And, more along the lines of what I think Matt was doing, what I think is uh, relevant to culture today, is the fact that too many people spend too much time um, not even thinking about what is true or if truth exists. I think that's something that we talked about today. And so we're sort of making this case to say, um, no, that the, the, there there is a narrow path, that the, the reality of, of um, where we're at today is that there is truth. Um, and everybody really isn't, um, you're arg- we're arguing the wrong thing. We're arguing that, you know, my truth is my truth and your truth is your truth, which is, which is actually the wrong conversation to have. The, the actual conversation we should all be having is what is the truth. We've gotten deeply philosophical already. I love it. Uh, and, and we've also, I think, maybe accidentally mentioned the term case for Christ. Uh, uh, two different cases. <laughs> but like Lee, Lee Strobel is, you know, I mean, you know, you, you could say what you want, have your opinions about, you know, his book or his work, but the reality of his story or of his testimony was kind of an intellectual path, right? He was investigative reporter. He starts to investigate whether or not uh, Jesus actually existed historically and then asked the question, you know, he's either a, a lunatic, a liar, or Lord. And faced with this kind of logical decision that he had to make uh he's like he has to be he has to be the one he has he has to be who he says he he is and that changed his life uh on in his head first and then in his heart and of course the ministry that he's been a part of as far as this apologetics ministry pursuing those same people you said uh nick is that your personal preference i do think that there there are many people who find jesus intellectually but there's there's many people who find him in in other ways too god is pursuing uh every every part of us yeah i think it's it's a great sorry if i interrupt you nick but i think it's a great that's what i was trying to point out is like um i think it's awesome that each of us can speak you know we're talking about uh speaking today a little bit and i think it's awesome that each of us um can be spoken to differently and speak uh differently like i actually prefer more of like a the a storytelling creative type of a way of thinking and and can be won over more in like reading a story than i can in a logical argument i'm probably more like you in that sense yeah, I mean, uh, you you had something to say. I, I kind of wanted to bring up uh, an, an Easter egg uh, discussion, but I want to hear what you have to say, Nick. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what in the world are you talking about? Uh, I, I just so those were my initial thoughts in in that message, right? Uh, and I think in 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 the conversations that we've we've had this morning and le- leading up to this, like, uh, and, and I guess basically you've you've said it, and I would agree with you, Baldwin. Uh, like, I'm not. I'm not the only person that exists, right? Like, uh, you have different thoughts and and perspectives and ways of approaching information or whatever than than I do. 
times seven billion people, right? Um, and so there are there are those that that are going to uh, intake and and uh, digest and respond uh, better to to certain uh, conversations or arguments uh, than than others would, right? And so uh, like. And maybe this is what you're talking about, Brandon. I I, I don't know, but uh, what I would say is like, um, you know, rewind to a few weeks ago, Brandon, you and I having a conversation uh, around just, and I'll I'll summarize here real quick. But like the the freedom from shame and sin, uh, and our works as a part of salvation, we have through Jesus. Um, and you know, it's it sounds funny to for to me to even even say, but like, you know, thirty what am I thirty five years old, thirty six years old, growing basically growing up in, in the church, and and still to to this day, uh, realizing simple things like that, the freedom we have in Christ to not have to choose sin, but also not to have to choose works as our basis for salvation. Uh, and that leading to a, a joy uh, and excitement in Christ that, that says, oh, I, I would actually love to take what I, just, what I just experienced, I'm actually excited to take that and hand that experience off to someone else. And, and I can do that by loving that person well and and paying attention to where, and this is uh, a, a Vanderstelt, uh, Jeff Vanderstelt um, uh, approach or whatever, but like paying attention to that person's story and looking for where they need gospel redemption in that story, right? Maybe that's logical. Maybe that's, um, uh, you know, more emotional and relational and, and whatever. Like paying attention to that person's gospel need and then saying, Here's some joy in Christ as a response to that. And that's what I love. That's one of the things I really love about you, um, the way, I mean, you're leading us in worship, but you yourself are um, still actively, daily, weekly, having these encounters with God where God is revealing himself to you and you are getting excited all over again uh, about the gospel and your life is being transformed. And and the reality of, of what we're kind of talking about really is kind of like, uh, the presentation of the gospel. I think we've kind of, uh, you know, found our way into a conversation then. Uh, how is it that we should be speaking the truth of the gospel? Like, we're all called to spread the good news, right? Like, that's our, that's our great, uh, the great commission that Jesus gave to us to go out into all the world, uh, to uh, make disciples and baptize them. Like, uh, that is what we're called to. I, I was just uh, thinking about uh, in, in Romans 10, uh, it says, uh, how then uh, will they call on him whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, it continues. And so uh, we, we do have to speak. God is calling us uh, to, to speak and to go and uh, share the truth of, uh, of his word, truth of the gospel into the world.
I was just having a conversation with some uh, some people here at Outward Church who are interested in um, our membership process, and one of the things that we got into talking about is, um, you know, the I think that sometimes the people that that are the best at speaking, as we're calling it, you know, the idea of just sharing um, Jesus, sharing their the what's been done in their life, are the people that have just been saved or have just realized, um, like, just discovered Jesus. And most of the time, those people know maybe nothing about the word of God except for the gospel story, except except for who Jesus is and what he's done for them. And so it's so much about um, that story and it's not about you know some people would say well i don't i don't know enough they put they put the emphasis on on what they don't know on um you know what kind of theology education they might not have um or my story is not all that great like uh you know it, it, it hasn't done much for me but i think the whole point of all of this is it it isn't about you and your story it's about christ and what he's done in his story and that's a great story to tell no matter who you are a- amen uh, and I have no idea what time we started or in, or how much time that we have left. So if you guys are more aware of the time, uh, I mentioned the uh, the e- Easter eggs, and you were like, "What in the world is that about?" I I heard a teacher a while back say, like. What is it that really causes a person to believe? Okay, so our understanding of the Bible is that our faith, even our faith, is given to us by God, right? God gives us the ability to, to, to believe in him. He calls us. So God is the one who saves us, right? It does not depend on what we say or how we say it. Like, God is the one who saves people. And so uh, I've heard it like... Uh, like posed to me like uh, an Easter egg hunt, right? Because the question then is, why do we have to speak? If God saves people, why do we have to speak? If God is the one at work, then why do we have to consider how we talk about who Jesus is? Like you're even, you know, having a concern about using that method or that approach, though it might be effective for somebody. Why would we even think about that if God is the one who saves, if we believe that that's true? And Easter eggs was kind of the helpful thing. It's as if God said, I've, I, I have people who I am saving, and they're out there. Go find them. What are you going to do? Go in and say, I'm not going to go look for them? And, and going and looking for the Easter eggs that are out there, the people that God has saved, the method of, of doing that is, is using different approaches, saying different things in different ways. And when you see somebody respond, you say, ah, oh, there's one. There's one that God has called. There's one that God has saved. Uh, and so, I don't know. Uh, so, uh, along I guess along those those lines, uh, like as as a transformed uh, as a person with a transformed heart for Christ, uh, and 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 a person me a person like that's that still experiences that, and I think I think every believer will right. Like I don't think, and I, and I think we would all agree. There's there's uh, you know what's the saying like. Uh, uh, being a Christian is not, uh, you know, uh, it's not a, a destination, right? There's no, there's no end line, right? Like you are continually being transformed by by Christ, uh, and when you when you experience, uh, like like we like I did with with our conversation, like when you experience the transforming power of Christ in your life, like I'm not kidding, uh, and it's I I feel kind of it's 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 cyclical right like i feel almost shame in making this statement that i'm about to make uh but but it's the very thing that i like i'm fighting against 
uh, through the power of, of, of Christ, like, I feel like that was the, the first time that I was excited to go, somebody else needs to have this same experience that I'm having with Christ. Like, uh, like if, if those people are Easter eggs, right? Like, I need to go out and find those Easter eggs uh, because the joy that I'm feeling right now, the freedom that I'm feeling from shame and guilt uh, and, and works-based salvation uh, and, like, the implications of that, right? Like, I'm thinking through, like, oh, have I been, like, raising my kids wrong this whole time? Like, the implications of the freedom of, uh, from sin and shame in the way I discipline and talk to my children uh, about the, the things that I think they're doing wrong. Like, it's unbelievable, like, the transforming power of Jesus. And then to go, like, I have to go and tell somebody about this because they, the feelings that they have prior to that and the feelings that I have prior to that are exhausting and, like, uh, like riddled with... with shame and grief and like darkness right it's uh it's literally that it's literally jesus shining a light in the darkness uh and 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 the need and the desire to go share that with with somebody else you're tapping into the motivation of why would we go and speak and to you and to your point matt when somebody first placed their faith in jesus they're they are best able to articulate uh, you know, what the gospel is because they're right now experiencing it. And what you're talking about is life as a Christian continuing to experience and have encounters with Jesus so that he's so real that you have to let more people know about who he is and what's happening in my life and how my life is being changed and how my life is being transformed. And I think that's the right motivation. It doesn't depend on us to save people. It's more people have to know about this. It's changed my life. It's transformed me. Uh, maybe some final or closing thoughts? I just really appreciate, Nick, what you had to say. I'd say that's along the lines of the way I think. Um, the gospel is good news, and it's, it's, it, I think, I think we all know we love to share good news, and I think the world knows that we love, we love a good story, and we want to tell people about it. I think about my kids when they get a really good gift, and they want to tell everybody about that gift that they got. And I think that that's what being a Christian is in a lot of ways. And I think the other part of it is it's not only that we got a good gift, but that you can get this good gift too. And why would you not want that for other people? So that's our calling, okay? At Outward Church, we're called to love Jesus and live outward. And one of the, 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 the specific... Uh, applications, uh, the specific uh, outward expressions of what it means to live outward is we speak. We believe, and so we speak. I can't remember where exactly that's found in the Bible, but uh, that's our response. And so that means as a Christian, we continue to go back uh, and, 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 uh, and believe, and we speak. Uh, can, we, can we do something a little bit different at the end of this one? Can yeah. I, would, it, would that interest you guys? Nick says no, but I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> uh, I want to challenge the conversation to continue wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this. Um, <clears throat> it doesn't always feel that way, Nick, right? Like you were just talking about, it doesn't always feel like it's good news. It doesn't always feel like you're excited to talk about it. And uh, I don't necessarily want to continue that conversation here, but I would love for people to to challenge each other in that and to really get to the the, the core of like, why is that? Uh, if the gospel is supposed to be this way, if, if it is good news, um, why doesn't it always feel that way? I think that would be kind of a fun um, a place to go with this conversation. Dude, I don't, uh, I don't know if it was you, that Brandon, that said it or, or if you were quoting somebody else. But, like, uh, 
this idea of go to the Bible and instead of bringing everything that you think uh, you believe about who God is or who other people have told you about who, who God is, let yourself stumble into or be surprised by the God of the Bible. Because uh, that's, that's, that's the transforming power, right? Like, not, not necessarily uh, the home that you grew up in or, or the church that you grew up in. Like, be surprised by who God is, who the God of the Bible is. That is so good. Can I say, I, I thought for sure that you were going to do the song when you said, can we end it differently? I thought you were going to do, I thought you were going to start singing. Song? So, I don't, what song? What song are you talking well, about? Well, just a song about teachers. Teachers teaching? Teaching. Teaching teachers. Oh, teachers teaching teachers. Yeah, teachers. Te- teachers teaching teachers. Yeah. You heard that one? Nick? Uh-uh. It's uh-uh. a teaching uh-uh. cohort, a cohort of teachers. Teachers teaching teaching, teaching teachers. Oh, they're teaching teaching teachers. Because yeah, the teachers that are listening, they're teaching too. So they're 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 teacher teaching teachers. Right. Yep. Taught teachers. Well, they had been taught to, and now they're teaching the one that was doing the teaching. So they're teacher teaching. And they're teachers. Because they teach too. <laughs> I can't go on any longer. Liz is packing up and leaving. Liz was here the whole time.